Good morning. Today I will be discussing the relevancy of Revolutionary Yiddishland, a book written by Elaine Brossett and Sylvie Klingberg, which explores the history of Jewish radicalism during the late 19th and early 20th century through to the aftermath of the Second World War. This discussion will be supported by my guest here, Fiona, who has prepared a series of questions which will allow us and our audience to grasp the meaning and significance of this book. Moving on to our first question. So, Revolutionary Yiddishland presents a history of Jewish radicalism. How does it portray that? So, Revolutionary Yiddishland is structured into a series of nine chapters, two of which introduce the scope and limitations presented by the history, and the other seven explaining the movement of Yiddish and Jewish people towards radicalism. Further, the history is written with a large focus on the young Jewish proletariat, or the working class, with support from a quantity of interviews conducted by the authors with former Jewish militants involved with the three main influential movements, the Bund, Pol Zion, and the communist movement. The preface and introduction address the possible discrepancies and the historical context of Jewish radicalism, as the original version of the book was released in 1983 and written in French, it is important to address these potential moral changes when reviewing the latest version published in 2016. Further, these chapters give an overview of the complexity of Yiddish history in preparation for the detailed study of these areas and movements in later chapters. The first chapter introduces the major Jewish movement, the Bund, and explains its foundations as a motive for political activity for the Jewish working class when the rapid industrialization of Yiddishland and Western Russia was simultaneously taking place. This industrial turn split the Jewish society into opposing classes, a rich bourgeoisie and a young Jewish proletariat. Chapter two discusses the influence of communism on the young Jewish proletariat during the interwar years. Whilst depicting the migration and the diaspora of Jews across Europe at this time, and how different European legislation passed during the war would affect their movements. The third chapter explores the involvement of Jewish revolutionaries in the Spanish Civil War through the use of extensive witness accounts to demonstrate the Jewish stance towards their defeat in Spain and how this affected the radical movements. Chapter four explains the view of the Jewish problem and how Jewish radicalism occurred from inside the Warsaw Ghetto during the barbaric rule of the Nazis, focusing on how the Jewish proletariat were able to resist in conditions that made resistance seem impossible. The fifth chapter explains the role of the Jewish proletariat in the Russian revolutions of the early 20th century and how these affected the three main radical movements. Lastly, chapter six evaluates how Yiddish contributions and history have been largely ignored, particularly from the perspective of the Jewish proletariat and discusses the Jewish experiences in Palestine, including the role of the Zionist movement and radicalism during the Arab Jewish rebellion. The radicalistic radicalistic discourse of this book is generally centered around three primary themes, social democracy, socialism with a dream of a Jewish homeland and revolutionary overthrow of capital, and an international workers' emancipation. How do the authors construct this type of history? Is there any underlying biases that were obvious whilst reading the book? The authors present a very leftist approach when when writing about the history of Jewish radicalism. It is strikingly obvious that they hold anti-Stalinist beliefs and support the communist perspective. This particular preconception is justified in the preface of the book as they aim to address communism 
in its context as a reference that mobilises and inspires our witnesses. This communist perspective is further maintained in the construction of the history itself, presenting a Marxist approach by viewing the course of Jewish radicalism through the eyes of the working class. This bias, however, is subdued to an extent by the range of perspectives and narratives presented by the militants and incorporated into the distinctive chapters. Through including these views, the authors attempt to distance themselves from their history and make it possible for the audience to understand the reasoning and meaning behind Jewish experiences from multiple perspectives. How is the book able to relate and connect with the course, Israel and the Middle East? The book directly relates to our course through its exploration of Jewish involvement in the Palestinian conflict, the Zionist movement, and the diaspora of the Jewish throughout the Middle East. It is mostly relevant to the foundation of our course and the first few weeks of content in which we explored the Zionist perspective and the growing tensions between Arab and Jewish movements, which led to a series of failed appeasement policies. Hence, revolutionary Yiddish land would, be, would greatly complement the course through providing a detailed Jewish perspective infused with witness accounts, leading to a deeper understanding of Middle Eastern history. What are your own opinions on the book? I believe the book pre presents a developed and well-rounded perspective on Jewish radicalism, which is adequately supported by the interviews conducted with Jewish militants. However, it is important to consider the textual integrity of this history and remain aware of bias and preconception present in its constructions. Overall, the book presents a new and decidedly stronger account of Yiddish and Jewish history, viewing them less as the victim, which we see in countless other histories, and more as a determined and radicalistic working class society. And that's all we have time for today. I would like to thank Fiona for the questions and I hope our audience has gained an improved scope on the importance of this type of Jewish history. Thank you for listening.